0: Hey, what's up everyone? This is uh, Pastor Jason. Welcome to your Salem Fields Community Church online campus. I'm your host and I'm excited that you've decided to join us for worship this weekend. Um, We've got a lot of exciting things coming up. Next weekend, we have State of the Church. Um, This is going to be a time where Pastor James is going to uh, celebrate the things that have happened in the past and then uh, cast vision for the future of the church, and we're excited about that. Um, It's also a time where we'll be voting for our new leadership board. If you're a member of Salem Fields, uh, make sure you're checking out the news you can use and getting the information on how you can vote. Um, digitally for your next leadership board here at Fields. Um, we wanna make sure you don't miss out on that. Um, we've got a lot of other things that are going on. We have the uh, the 5K race for Thurman Brisbane. Uh, make sure you're getting that registration if you're in the area and you can be a part of that. Um, remember, all that money goes to help the homeless shelter here in Fredericksburg, and we're um, excited to see how that partnership is going to develop. Um, we also want to make sure that we're staying connected to you. So if you would, please take time to fill out your connection card It's SalemFields.com slash contact. This is a great way for you to stay connected to us and figuring out how we can best serve you as your church um, here at Salem Fields. We also want to make sure that you are aware that you can use the QR code that's on your screen right now to uh, scan that code with your phone. Um, because that will give you all the information on the upcoming uh, events, the announcements that are going on, and uh, being able to also you can use that card to uh, QR code to go and uh, fill out your connection card today. Um, we're excited about what's going on here at Salem Fields. We're excited about what's going to happen here in the next few moments as we begin to worship, um, singing up, lifting up praises today to God for all that he's done for us this week. And then as we dive into our CrossFit series um, this week, where we're t- going to learn this week about how to go about studying the Bible. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with that and how do we go around studying God's word, but Pastor James is gonna lay that out for us this week. We're excited about all that's going on. Uh, Make sure you stick around um, if you're on Sunday mornings at 10.15 to 10.45 for our Zoom live Zoom time um, in between the services, and we hope you're there. We'll have more information at the end of the service about that. So right now, let's just sit aside all the distractions and just focus in on what God has for us as we begin to worship this morning. I hope that you're excited to hear what's going on, and I am, and we'll see you after the service.
1: Hey, welcome to church. Let's stand to our feet and worship together. Uh Good God, you are my deliverer, the freedom I'm.
2: 99 to go after the one. He loves us that much. He loves us that extravagantly. The thing is, His Word has so many of those truths, so many of those promises, and they're each for us. But oftentimes, I feel like we might walk around believing all these lies, believing all these mistruths because we don't know His truth enough. We aren't standing on His truth. And, you know, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus is fasting before he begins his earthly ministry, and and the devil tempts him. See, Jesus is starving because he's been fasting, and he says, you know, you can turn these rocks into bread. See, Jesus' response is, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so, see, he was standing on the truth of God, so he was able to combat the lie from the enemy he's able to combat the mistruth and so this is what I want to challenge us pastor James is gonna lead us in a a message that is just powerful that is so important and so timely this morning about really spending time in the word we need to hold on to these promises because as sons and daughters of God these promises are for us they are a part of our inheritance So that we can walk in the truth. We can walk in what he says. And what he speaks over us. So let's just open our hearts. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to just speak. Let us just be open to whatever it is that God wants to do here today. Can we do that? Father, we invite you. We invite you in these moments. Speak, for we are listening.
1: God of Abraham God of covenant Of faithful promises Time and time again You have proven you Do just what you say the storm may come and the winds may blow I'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come to pass because great is your faithfulness to me it's great it's me from the rising sun to the setting same i will praise your name Cause great is your faith from age you age, the earth may pass away your word remains the same your history can prove there's nothing you can't do you're faithful and true yeah, though the storms may come and the winds may blow I remain steadfast let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come to pass cuz From foundation, from foundation, I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. My hope in firm foundation, He'll never let me down. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. My hope is foundation, he'll never let me down. And I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground. My hope is for foundation, he'll never Great is your faithfulness to me. Father, we worship
2: you. We worship you. We stand in your truth and in your promises, God. God, we thank you for your presence. you never leave us nor forsake us. You never leave us wandering, God. But you want us to see the light in every facet of our lives, Father God, to discover your truth and to go deeper in our knowledge and understanding of you, Father. So I pray that you will be with Pastor James as he delivers the word that you've put on his heart. Anoint the words, Father, and let us receive them. And let us respond in obedience, God, so that we can walk in lockstep with you, our God, our firm foundation, our hope. Father, we love you. And we praise your name.
3: Amen. Good morning. So glad that you are here today on this kind of beginning of a, a rainy kind of jury day that will turn into a sunny and warm day. So I'm glad you're here today. And, and we continue our series on CrossFit today. And we're, we're coming to the end of the series, gonna wrap it up. In fact, next week, I wanna just let you know that there'll be, this will be State of the Church week, and I will lay out a five year vision plan for Salem Fields Community Church, and I've been praying over it and seeking counsel over it and kind of diving in the word about it, and I'm really, really excited to give you some sense of what God is speaking to us and speaking to the staff about the future of, of Selling Fields and uh, where we're going, so we're excited about that, and then we'll take a couple of weeks after that, and we will kind of preach through that series, and we'll have a number of special speakers that are intimately involved in the future of where Salem. Fields Community Church is going, so I'm really excited about that. You'll want to be here for that. We'll have uh, voting for our leadership board and and um, uh, different things like that. And so, be here next week. Invite someone to come with you if you're out there on online. Next week might be a good week to kind of show up if you want to. And uh, we're uh, we're uh, excited about what God is doing and how God is directing us in the future. I can't wait to share that with you next week. Hey, we appreciate all that you're doing and all the different things that you're going through the, the gather here in person. We appreciate that you're, you're keeping our covenants of kind of preferring people over ourselves and wearing your mask and uh, coming and going in appropriate ways, we appreciate that. We know that we're coming to the end of this thing. We're coming to the end of this thing and I hope it won't be many months from now where we'll be able to gather here in a different way, be closer, talk to one another, hug one another. I can't wait. I've come on here on the the staff here and I've not been able to hug some of you or or kind of talk to you face to face. And so I'm not even seeing some of you. I see some of you in the store and you'll say, hey, Pastor James, good to see you. I'm like, huh? And uh, and so I'm so I can't wait to to, the time when we can gather back in this place. But thank you in the meantime of coveting with us. Uh, and keeping those covenants. We appreciate that. Well, we, we've been in this series and we've learned a lot of stuff about what it means to be spiritually fit. We've gone through talking about barriers in our lives and, and talking about the things of balance and what it means to meditate and, and confess and what it means to pray and the importance of prayer and, and all of these exercises that help us grow spiritually. And those things are so important because as belongers, as belongers, if we're going to grow up and be like Christ, if we're going to belong to him and belong to his church and belong to one another, we need to do the things that help us grow up. You know, we we live in a world where we expect people to grow up. We don't expect people to be babies forever. We expect them to grow up and mature and to be more and more like their parents, right? To grow up and be adults. And sometimes in the church, we can settle for people being babes in Christ when we're called to grow up. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at one of the key Areas of growth in our lives which is working out in the Word. Here's the reality and I know this because this week I started getting back into uh, the gym more often. I took about two weeks where I did a lot of cheat meals. You know how you do a cheat meal once a week? I was doing a cheat meal twice a day. Right? And it, start, and it started to show that I was doing a cheat meal. It started to show on the scale, and it started to show in the fitting of the clothes that I was doing a cheat meal two or three times a day. Well, this week I got back in the gym, and here's what I want you to know, and you already know this. In life, workouts just don't happen. They take intentional planning and discipline, and they do the body good. When we begin to work out, it might be hard, it, it might take discipline and intentional planning, but eventually our body gets used to it and then we start feeling good. Here's the reality, workouts in the Word. Bible study workouts in the word take intentional planning and intentional discipline and they do both the body and the soul really, really good. And so here's the deal. We've been talking about a couple of key passages in the Bible. And the key passage for this series is, second, is First Timothy. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so making you fit for both today and forever. So here's the key scripture for today. It comes from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 13. And here's what it says. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, and laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. The writer is writing to the Hebrew, to the Hebrews, to the Jews, and he's writing and he's, he's giving them some sense of how the Messiah Jesus is the Messiah that they've been waiting for. And, and he begins to talk about this word and how important it is to life and how important it is to living and how important working out in the word is for us. George Barner, the great poll taker, the great poll taker, took some polls about uh, professing Christians, people who are belongers, people who are professing belongers, uh, and he took a survey, and and this is what he found about their knowledge of of the Bible. Remember, these are Christian belongers, and this is what he found about their knowledge about the Bible. 48% of them couldn't name the four gospels. Can you name them? See, you're not part of the 48%. 52 cannot identify more than two or three of Jesus' disciples. You could do that easy. Peter, James, and John, right? 60% of USA American Christians can't name five of the Ten Commandments. 61% of USA American Christians think the Sermon on the Mount was preached by Billy Graham. (laughs) <laughs> this is the one that will catch you. This is the one that will catch you. 71% of USA Americans Christians think God helps those who help themselves is a Bible verse. Some of you are saying, that's not a Bible verse, James. What are you talking about? George Bonner has said Americans revere the Bible, but in large, they don't know what it says. And because of they don't know what it says, we have become a nation of biblical illiterates. George Bonner goes on in a, a recent story to say 60% of 2% of Americans want to read the Bible, so why don't we do it? According to the same study, nearly half of the Bible readings, 47%, say their number one frustration is never having enough time to read and study the Bible. And I, and I thought to myself, is, is this really the issue? Because it seems like we have all kinds of times to do all kinds of other things, Right? Like like other activities, streaming shows and social media play and playing games and reading other books. And my question becomes hanging out. My question becomes, why can't we find time to read the Bible? So that's the problem. And, and, and so here's some reasons I think that it's hard for us to study and, and do workouts in the word. Uh, the number one first reason is we don't believe that it will make much a difference. Number two, we would rather let a pastor or some kind of a celebrity deliver a celebrity pastor deliver the word of God to us. Number three, we haven't prioritized Bible study or working out in the word in our daily routine. So let's go through those a little bit. Let's kind of examine those a little bit. We don't believe that will make a difference. I believe one of the, the, the number one reason. That Christian belongers fail to work out in, in God's word is we just don't believe they'll make a difference. Yes, we can do it. And yes, we can check it off our box. And, and yes, we're supposed to do it. But does it really make a difference? Now, this comes out in a couple of different f- ways. First, we may not believe the Bible is actually the word of God. You may, you may believe, you may say you believe it, but the reality is if we say we believe it and then our actions don't match up, there's a problem. Like I, I can say, oh, I, I, I want to, I believe that I should love my neighbor. As I love myself. But if I get on Facebook and I totally scorched my neighbor, then somehow they, those two things don't match up. If it says I should love my my spouse or I should I should love my kids and, and, and I'm kind of doing them in and I'm not loving them, then somehow it's not matching up. Second, people don't read the Bible or belongers don't read the Bible uh, because they don't believe it actually change anything. Like it's good reading, it's good reading, but but is it going to change anything? I mean, it's it, you put it in that category where it says this is a nice thing to do from time to time, but not necessarily important enough because it won't make a difference. See, each of us experiences these at some point in our Christian walk, and occasionally we fall back into them in different seasons of our lives. But here's the reality. When we find our attitude slipping to one of these frameworks of belief, we need to remember what David said. Listen to the words of David in Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. This is not a Oh, God, you're my God. This is a, oh, God, you are my God. I can get enough of you. I've worked up such a hunger, such a thirst for God, traveling across a dry and weary desert. I imagine that this is David and he's on, a, he's on a run from Saul and he's running in places where Saul's army can't get him because Saul is ready to kill him. Saul's ready to kill him, and he's, and he's starting to think, God, do I really still believe when Samuel came to me and said, you're the next king. If I'm the next king, why am I going through this? Why am I on the run? Why am I out, why am I out to be a, a, a hitman coming after me? What's going on? And so he cries out to God, oh God, you're my God. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. I can't get enough of you. I've worked up this ap- appetite. I've worked up this thirst for you. When's the last time? When's the last time we worked up that kind of thirst and that kind of hunger for God's word? When's the last time we've gone to God's word in, 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 in this starving and in this thirsty kind of a way and, and dug into the word? When's the last time? The Bible tells us the word of God gives us life, Proverbs 3. And and it it was as though the word of God, it was through the word of God that he created the universe and everything in it. It's his word. It's his word. It's his word. It's the the focus. It's the life-giving word of God that matters. James says it like this about this whole thing of saying I believe and not doing anything. He said, don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener, that you're a listener when, when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror. Walk away and forget. Walk away and, and, and have no idea who they are, or what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse Of the revealed counsel of God, the free life even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man and woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in his or her actions Man, the word of God, catching the counsel. The the reality is we live in a world where things are so distracting and there's so many questions. And there seem to be so many unanswered questions in our lives. And it's all in the word. Number two, we would rather let a pastor or a celebrity, a celebrity deliver the word of God. Why do the work? Why invest my time in it when I can let the pastor or some celebrity or, or, or some small group leader or someone else give me the word? I mean, they can take my plate and they can put it on my plate and they can take the fork and put it in my mouth for me. They can cut it up. They can chew it up. They can take it and put it in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, one of those little things that you chop stuff up, a blender. And they can just take a tube and put it right in my arm. Why would I do all the work? We would laugh at a person, an adult, who would have somebody cutting their food up for them, somebody putting in the blender and grinding it up for them, putting a tube in their arms. But sometimes that's what we want. For a new belonger, for a new Christian, a person just getting starting, a person just kind of beginning to understand what it means to work out in the Word, that would be... All right, right? When we're getting first started and we're starting to navigate and, and, and we, we need the guidance of a more mature Christian. But for us maturing believers, for us maturing Christians, re- relying on the on a weekend sermon or, or a deeper dive or a small group study is not enough to feed our soul's muscles. Paul writes to the Corinthians regarding his teaching. He says, you're like, Infants in relation to Christ, capable of nothing much more than nursing at the breast. Well, then I'll nurse you since you don't seem capable of anything more. And he's talking to the Corinthian Christians and he's saying it's time to grow up. It's time to get into the Word. It's time to chew on meat and solid foods. And I know we live in a world where we got so many things competing for our time and attention. And we have so many priorities and there's so many things hitting at us, right? We got this breaking news and we got this person calling for our attention and we got work and home and school and kids and all this stuff, sports teams and all of this stuff going around us. Let me say something to you, belongers. Let me say something to you. If you and I will get into the Word, if we'll get into the Word, then God will order all the rest of that stuff. God will prioritize and help you to prioritize all the other stuff. How do we know how to go at something with wisdom? How do we know what decisions to make? How do we know what to believe and not to believe? How do we disseminate the the bad stuff from the good stuff? It's all about getting in the Word and the Word getting in us. Relying on a pastor or some kind of celebrity uh, mega speaker to spoon feed the word of God to you is like a mother feeding an infant child. Real maturity doesn't take place until we learn to study, to interpret and to apply the scriptures to our own lives. It's not just enough to listen to what someone else says about it because God has a way of taking the Word of God, uh, His Word, and applying it to our lives right where we are, right in the situations. You're going through a situation right now, and if you pick up the Word of God, God will take that Word and He will pli- make it pliable, and His Holy Spirit will give into your way just the way you and I need it, just at the time we need it, just the reason that we need it. God is like that. He knows you. He knows me. He knows He knows what we're going through. He knows what's in our mind. He knows what keeps us up at night. And God, the Holy Spirit, wants to take his word and apply it to our hearts and apply it to our lives in such a way that we grow up and we become more like Jesus. That's That's the goal of every belonger, that we grow up and become more and more like Jesus. The psalmist says it this way, I've banked your promises in the vault of my heart so I won't send myself bankrupt. That's why I love to get a Facebook post like I got the other day that was talking about our our quizzers. Our quizzers who are quizzing and who are hiding God's word in their heart, right? They're hiding God's word in their heart. And, and I know quizzing is, maybe that's not the intention, but, but God's words gets hidden in your heart. So many of the scriptures I learned, so many scriptures that I, remember, I memorized, I memorized as a quizzer, as a person kind of quizzing, and it was a competition thing to it and everything like that, but that word has never left my heart. It's never left my heart. Another substitute for working out in the word. Another substitute is extensively reading extra biblical stuff. Right. It's almost like we we read so much biblical stuff and without the Bible, we read this book and this book and that book and this paper, all this extra biblical stuff. And we might get some good teaching from extra biblical stuff and and maybe the author or the writer even base their stuff on the word and maybe maybe even quote the word. But but extra biblical stuff is a good thing, but it's no substitute for getting in the word of God and working out in the word. I love the extra biblical stuff. I read a lot of extra biblical stuff, but it does not take the place of jumping into the word. Much of the benefits of reading scripture comes from two places. The experience of interpreting and understanding God's word. And number two, the application and conviction of the word of God in our lives by the Holy Spirit. Applying it and having the Holy Spirit apply it and convict us and shape us and mold us and make us in His Word. So, first we work out in the Word by reading the Bible. And when we do that, you know what starts to happen. When we do that, we start to have questions like, like, what did the author mean when he or she, when it, what did it mean when he wrote this? How does the New Testament idea connect to the Old Testament concept? So we begin to have those kind of words, and we begin to wrestle with the study and interpretation of God's word. His spirit reveals specific applications of his word in our lives and in the lives of those around us. You'll be amazed. You'll be sharing something that God has said to you through the word and you might be sharing with the person around you and they might say something like this, you know what, I was just dealing with that. I was just, you know what's better than offering people your suggestions? You know what's better than offering people your opinions? You know what's better than offering people all those things? Those might be good things, but it'd be better to point them to the word. It would be better to say to them, you know what? There's a scripture for that. There's a word for that. Let me point you to that word, right? Right? Because then God, the Holy Spirit, who knows more than you and knows more than me, can take that and apply it to their lives in a way that will benefit them. Because here's the deal. There's a lot of spiritual copycatters out there. They want to take your hard work applying the word and reading the word and interpreting the word, and they want to apply it to their situation. No, 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 no. God God wants to apply the word to their situation. Number three, we haven't prioritized prayer and Bible study in our daily routine. Man, I'm just getting to why we haven't done it. I haven't even gotten to the good part yet. The third and most devastating reason is that we simply don't work out in the Word, is simply because we don't care enough to make the Word or work out in, working out in the Word or Bible study a priority with a full plate of all kinds of competing different things happening in our lives. Sometimes working out a Word takes the back seat. Because after all, God is a God of grace, and if we don't work out in the Word, He's not going to condemn us or anything, but you know what's going to happen? We're going to be spiritual babes, we're going to be infants forever, and it's not God's will that you and I be infants, belongers, His will is that we be maturing belongers. And so what happens is, when, when that happens, we won't make a priority, it's always tomorrow. I'll read it tomorrow. I'll get into the word tomorrow. And tomorrow becomes the next day and the next day and the next day. And the adversary loves the word. The adversary of our soul loves the idea of tomorrow. And he won't say to you, don't read it. He'll just say to you, don't read it until tomorrow. And tomorrow will come and he'll say to and whisper in your ear, well, you can read it the next day or the next day. And it's all about tomorrow. A friend of mine, Doug Bocas, he's a pastor at a church in Lima, Ohio. And he used to do this one-man skit, skit, and it was tomorrow. And it kind of took a screw tape, a C.S. Lewis screw tape letters kind of motif to it because it was the, the adversary and, and the demons, and, and they were trying to come up with a plan on how to mess up humanity and to keep humanity from God and connecting with God and knowing God and becoming more and more like Christ. And, and, and they were throwing out all kinds of ideas, and one, one of them says, let's just tell them to do it tomorrow. An adversary is always telling us to do it tomorrow. And before you t- know it, tomorrow becomes weeks and months and days and, and years. It, it's like I, 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 was, I, I had skipped two weeks of working out and I said, well, next week I'll work out. And, and it became three weeks and I hadn't worked out. And at some point I got to start saying tomorrow and say today. At some point, we got to say today. At some point, we got to say this morning. At some point, we got to say this minute. Joshua 1.8 says it like this. And don't for a minute, let the book of Revelation be out of your mind. Ponder on it. Meditate on it day and night. Making sure you practice everything written in it. And then you'll get where you're going. Then you will succeed. There's millions of books out there on what it means to succeed. What it means to get where we're going. And, and, And God said to Joshua... Uh, 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 in this this moment through Moses, meditate on the word, know it, remember it, get in it, let it get in you and then you will succeed then you'll get where you're going they knew about this, they've been running around the desert for 40 years, something that should have taken them a couple of months to get to the promised land and Moses says to Joshua tell the people if you're going to get where you're going Tell the people to meditate. We talked about that, to to don't let it get out of your mind. Ponder on it day and night, and then practice, not just pondering on it, because some of us ponder really well. We've pondered ourselves into oblivion, but not just ponder it, practice it. Put what you study into practice. See, belonging understands, uh, Christians understand that word workouts are essential to their relationship. So let's, let's ask this question. What is, a good, what is a good word workout or Bible study? Workouts in the Bible come in many forms and methods. So here's the practical stuff. There's inductive, inductive Bible study, observation, interpretation, and application. Observing it, interpreting, kind of understanding it, and then applying it to your lives. There's text, life, and theology study, right? Text folks prefer to study the Bible, and they start with a biblical text, and then they study a series of verses. They wanted to understand the biblical text and context, what the text meant to the original audience, but also how it applies to their context today. And then there's life folks. Life folks prefer to study the Bible with a topic that's relevant to them. And, to, and they, they go to the Bible and they see what the Bible says about that co- topic. And so this is, this is going to be more discussion-based. And they start to share stories from real life and personal experience. And then there are theology folks. The theology folks start with a particular doctrine. And they discover how it connects to the whole of Scripture. They, they kind of like to see the big picture of the gospel and the grand narrative of scripture is important to these kind of theology groups. So they prefer the studies to start with a theological topic. And then if a person is going to really understand the Bible, they need to do good exegesis. A really big word that really is the critical explanation or interpretation of a text, especially the scripture. Good exegesis. The purpose of exegesis is to explain, not distort or conceal or add to, but explain the scripture and let the original writer and author speak clearly through the modern interpretation. And then there's hermeneutics, good exegesis, good hermeneutics. This hermeneutics is a branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially biblical texts. And here's here's the purpose of hermeneutics, to bridge a gap between our minds and the minds of the original biblical writers. So you're bridging a gap there, good exegesis good hermeneutics, understanding what the original author meant, the context, kind of the culture they were in, and then understanding and bringing it to what God is saying to us today. It's the greatest thing about the Bible. It was written for our audience then, but because God's Word is alive, because God's Word is active, it's not just for them, but it's for us too. But for us to take it out of context, of of the original context and just kind of apply it today. When I do the book of Revelation, I'm not going to take what John the Revelator wrote then and I try to just apply it to the day. I'm going to talk about what he was saying to those Christians who were going through persecution then, who were going through Nero then, who were going through persecution in the the seven churches he was writing to. I'm going to take that in, in context and then say, what can we learn from what he wrote to those seven churches so the last one, how do we make time for working out in the Word? How do we make time? That's a, this should be one of those questions that I shouldn't ask, but here's where, here's where we are. We're busy people. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So how do we make time? Suddenly so the Word of God is, 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 is a vital discipline. It's a vital exercise in the life of a belonger. See, we can't grow. We can't mature and become like Christ. Without the word, John 1.1 talks about it. Without immersing ourselves in the word, it can't happen. The first thing we got to do is pray. Before you even get into the word, pray. God, will you open this up? Here's the reality. Prayer and the word go together. You start with prayer and then you end with Prayer. Prayer and the Word go together. So if you're not praying, your, your, word, your word study is not going to be effective. So they, they begin to go together. One can never truly grow or in either discipline without the other because each discipline supports, each exercise supports the other. Studying the Word of God reveals the Word of God while prayer releases the power of God to do His will. See, it's one thing to read about it. But the power of God released in your life and in my life will enable us to obey what we have learned. See, all the forces of hell want to get you not to obey what you're reading not to understand it, wants to cloud your mind, to cloud your spirit. And so you go to prayer and you say, God, will you give me eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying? Father, will you bring clarity to your word? Would your Holy Spirit somehow enliven your word in such a way that I get it? And then God, would you give me the power to obey what I have read? So number one, pray. Number two, add personal bible study personal workout in the word to your calendar your calendar and my calendar reflects our priorities we schedule what is important to us whether we use a, a day timer or a phone or if we schedule what's important to us Put it in your schedule. Write it in. Maybe that's how you begin. You begin that way, and then eventually it becomes a discipline, but write it in. Set it some time t- t- aside, and then prepare yourself for what it means to get into the Word. So many of us, because we're trying to check off the box, because we grew up in faith traditions, where checking off the box was important. We rush in the Word and rush out of it. Check. We rush in and rush out. God has no time to help us interpret. God, the Holy Spirit, has no time to to talk to us because we rush in and rush out. I got my scripture done. I got my verse read. Prepare for it. And then number three, start a Bible reading plan. Start a plan. Bible reading plans give structure um, structure to and, and breaks the word into uh, b- structured workouts. Bible studies kind of break this thing into manageable bites or manageable chunks and really and usually provide some way to track where you've gone. Because some of us, we're not careful. We'll go to the same old scripture again and again and again. I love that scripture. That's my favorite scripture. So every time I go to John three sixteen. That's great, right? But John three sixteen is a beginning kind of a thing. It goes on. John goes on, and, and the rest of the scripture goes on, and there's and there's more detail. And so, make a plan. One of my favorite uh, apps is the U version app. It's a free Bible app made possible by Life Church, and it, it's the it's 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 the it's the number one app. On iPhones and on Android phones, it's the number one app and it's free and it does all kinds of things. There are devotions in it. I'm not into the devotions. What I am into is it sends me a a scripture, a scripture passage and it sends it to me twice a day. And it's another opportunity for me to kind of ponder on the word Let me give you 10 free Bible study resources. You can write these down. I I didn't put them on the screen. BibleStudyTools.com. It offers several free Bible story plans. You can read the the Bible by book chronologically, three passages a day, whatever. eBibleTeacher.com provides a number of of New Testament and Old Testament, even some topical Bible studies. BibleStudyPlanet.com offers free Bible studies for adults, teens, and kids. Free online Bible Study.com. A number of studies, including study questions for the book of Genesis, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, James, John, and Jude. Biblegateway.com, which one that I use all the time, where you can go to a scripture It has different commentaries and Bible handbooks, and it's great. Olivetree.com is another one that I use. Back to the Bible dot uh, back to the Bible.org is a Christian ministry that offers a number of free Bible study downloads. AmazingFacts.org, ChristianBibleReference.org. We'll put those on Facebook and we'll put those online this week just in case you weren't able to get them. 2 Timothy says this, There's nothing like the written Word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or the other for showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way. What does the Bible do? What is the Bible all about? It's about showing us the way through faith in Christ Jesus. It's God-breathed. It's useful. It's useful for showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, and training us to live God's way. Through the word, we're put together and shaped for the task that God has for us. See, effective workouts in the word, Bible study starts with baby steps. And then God blesses our obedience. And we take baby steps and, 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 we, and we're obeying. And, and then God blesses it. And God shows us something else and we take it. And, and, and God, the Holy Spirit, helps to interpret it. And we study it. And we ponder on it. And we meditate in it. And, and then God blesses us and we begin to grow up. Let me wrap this message up with this thought. We spend our days and our, and our lives seeking advice and comfort and understanding, seeking help and, and quick fixes to the stresses and the problems of life that we go through. We go through all types of resources to get the help that we need. There's a workout in the Word for whatever ails you this morning. No matter the situation, God has provided a plan. God has provided a promise. God has provided a proverb. God has provided a prescription. If you need a relationship fix, there's a workout in the word. If you need financial help this morning, there's a workout in the word. If you got wayward children and you need to know how to parent better, there's a workout in the word. If you need advice, there's a workout in the word. If you need Christian, and counsel, there's a workout in the Word. If you're fearful this morning, something's got you fearful, there's a workout in the Word. If you have doubt this morning, doubt about life, doubt about what you're going through, doubt about your health, there's a workout in the Word. If you're sick this morning, there's a workout in the word. Call the elders together and anoint the person in oil and pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith will make the person whole. There's a workout in the word. If you need a savior this morning, there's a workout in the word. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For whatever ails you this morning, whether you're in the auditorium or online, whatever you're going through this morning, there's a workout in the word. And you don't have to go to a store to get a Bible study, a Bible. Go and get your phone. We all have them. Get the YouVersion app. Download it for free. You have 10 or 15 different translations because there's a workout in the Word. So what are you going through today? Maybe it's time to put the books down. Maybe it's time to turn off the podcasts and the tapes. Maybe it's time to take a break from the sessions. Maybe it's time to stop screaming, streaming, and get into the Word and do a workout there in the Word. See, all the other helps are nice, but they aren't a substitute for the Word of God when everything else passes away. When everything else is rubble, when all the technology that we thought was so great today is on the trash heap of history, the word of God will still stand. And so we should put our foundation, we should base our lives on the word of God. When everything else is sinking sand, when everything else is sinking sand, the word of God will stand See, Bible study and working out in the Word takes intentional planning and discipline and do both the body and the spirit so good. (laughs) But both are really tough (laughs) until we get in the habit of working out. See, our physical bodies will eventually decay. It's good to work them out. But here's the reality. It all happens to us all, right? But our souls will live on forever. So let me ask you a question. How is your workout in the Word going? This morning, this evening, whenever you're watching this, let's pray together. Father, you challenge us. <laughs> you provided your word through us, and it's come down. It's come down. Uh, come down, and it's been written. And, and you've inspired people to write the word. <laughs> and, and and it's the, it's this map. It's this it's this 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 map home for us, Father. And you provide it for us. And, and then because it, it, it's just always there, sometimes we can take it for granted. And sometimes we can miss that the, very, the most important thing that we can put off to a side to tomorrow. But you call us to, to work out. You call us to work out. And so, Father, would you help us? Father, some of us are struggling today and and we're going to all kinds of stuff. We're going to all kinds of people. We're telling everybody else. We're we're, we're online looking for this remedy and that remedy. And we're reading books and, and we're going to counselors and all those things are all right. But working out in the word is where it's at. That's the foundation. So Father, would you help us? God, the Holy Spirit, would you help us? Would you help us to, to do the, the the discipline thing? Would you help us to jump into your word and, and get the word in us and us in the word? Father, today there's some people who haven't been reading at all and they, they need to jump in for the first time. There's some people today who, who read and it's kind of a check off. They, they check off the box, but but... It's not where you want it to be. And so, Father, you know where we are all. You know where we are. You know what our our workouts look like in the Word. So would you help us? Now, Father, there are some people who need a Savior this morning. (laughs) And I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they're here. I'm glad they're listening. And your Word makes it very true. The, The most recognized scripture in all of the Word. For God so loved the world. John 3, 16. And so, Father, for those people today, Lord, I, I pray that they would understand the, that what God is saying there for whosoever, no matter what your situation is, no matter what your sins are, no matter what your habits are, no matter what your hangups are, your hurts, whosoever you say in your word. And so, Father, would you help whosoever, whatever the name is, Tom, Tim, Peter, Sheila, Shannon, whoever the name is, whoever needs to be saved today, Father, I pray that they would come and and they would look to you, the Savior. And they would come to you and they, and they would say, Lord, here I am. Save me. But I believe that if they'll pray that prayer, <laughs> that you answer that prayer. And there are some people here today who are belongers, but they're, they're kids. <laughs> They've been around a long time and they're still kids. And they're, they're, they're doing breast milk when they should be doing steak and potatoes. And, and you just want to grow us up. And so, Father, would you help us no matter where we are today? We thank you for what you are doing, what you have done, what you're going to do. Help us to work out in the word. We pray this in your name. Hey, we, we're going to start this new thing today where we talk about my decision. And, 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 and so we believing that when you're in a service like this online or in the auditorium, that there are three decisions you, that you can make. And, and, and we want to help you with those decisions. And so, uh, and Rich is going to talk a little bit more about that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching online. We love you guys. And we just want us to become more like Christ, to be be belonging Christians who are mature in the faith. And whatever we can do to help you get there and to help us get there together, we want to do it. God bless you. Love you guys.
2: Awesome, awesome word. Uh, I love that. I love what he said that, you know, there is a workout. In the word for whatever it is that you're going through today. And so uh, that spoke to me a lot, and it's just what an incredible word. And so, uh, as Pastor James mentioned, uh, there is a my decision card. And so, uh, again, this is something that we're starting this week, but we want to be able to just provide a tool uh, for you each and every single week. And so, maybe uh, the message is spoken to you, and, and you've made a decision today. And so, whether that's to follow Jesus in salvation, Uh, Maybe you've made that decision and we want to come alongside you and help you on that journey and celebrate with you. Uh, there's also to follow Jesus in connection. Maybe you just wanna make the decision today to, to join in community more, whether that's through a small group or, or really just being discipled. We wanna make sure that we also uh, provide that path for you as well. And then maybe you just made a decision today, you know what, I wanna follow Jesus through ministry. And so I wanna serve, I wanna to, to be in an area to be able to make an impact in the life of someone else. And so uh, whether you're in person, you can fill that card out uh, and you can drop it in the buckets right outside the doors or online, uh, you can go to saloonfields.com slash mydecision, and then I'm sure the online host is going to share that link with you as well. But you can make this at any time, uh, even if you, you know, say you leave here and you still want to make that decision, it's just saloonfields.com slash mydecision. But we want to be able just to come alongside you and provide that resource. And if you're a guest with us, we also just want to be able to connect with you, get to know you, uh, and just uh, really answer any questions that you have. But we have a QR code that you can just pull out your cell phone right now, You can scan that. It'll take you straight to a page uh, that has all the information you could possibly want to know about Salem Fields. But also on that page is a connection card that you can just fill out online. Uh, It takes one minute. And it's just uh, some information so that we can just reach out to you and really just help you just connect to this community uh, and really just answer any question that you have about the church. So I want to encourage you uh, to fill that out. Uh, you know, we are a church uh, of generosity. We love generosity because it's another way that we're able to worship God um, is through our giving. And so there are many ways that you can online. Just click that little green button in the top right-hand corner. Uh, you can go out to one of the giving kiosks if you're in the building uh, and do a debit or credit out there. Or you can do... a Cash or check. There's some giving envelopes out at those giving kiosks as well, and you can just drop that in there. Uh, but again, this is just a way that we're able to just be able to be the hands and feet to go out and serve our community and do what God has called us to do here at Salem Fields Community Church through those resources. So we thank you for that. Uh, lastly, as Pastor James mentioned, next Sunday is our State of the Church Sunday. I could not be more excited about this. It is such a big vision, but it is. A, Big vision that's going to impact uh, not just our local community, but our national and global. And so it's just an amazing, amazing uh, opportunity for us to come and just uh, catch that vision. So we want to encourage you, come be here for that next Sunday. Uh, but we're also going to be having our board elections. And this is really important. So if you are a member of Salem Fields, uh, this is how you're able to vote in the leadership that helps make so many of these decisions in uh, going forward. And so uh, if you we're going to do something new. We're actually going to have these elections online. So this week on Friday, be paying attention to your email. Uh, The email is going to come through. It's going to give you a specific link. uh, And then that's going to be your access code. And so you'll be able to click through that, uh, give you some steps, but it'll be really quick and seamless. Also, uh, this week, be paying attention to your emails as well, as we're going to give you the list of the candidates and all that information as well. Um, and also, I know we mentioned last week, just really briefly, uh, child dedications are also coming up. So again, if you would like to have your child dedicated, definitely uh, fill that out. Uh, go to sanlyfields.com dedicate. And you can fill that out. But again, guys, we're able to answer any question. Info at SalemFields.com. But we're so glad that you guys are here. We hope you've been blessed today. We love you all. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time.
0: Again, we hope you had a great time and worship today with us on our online campus. Um, you know, if it's uh, Sunday morning, 1015 to 1045, we've got our live Zoom lobby time. It's gonna be taking place right after I dump these announcements. Um, hop over there. There'll be a link on um, in the chat room. Uh, make sure you, uh, you're going in there and uh, clicking on that, um, or um, and, or you can follow the information that's on the on your screen right now. Uh, also, check out our Deeper Dive. Every uh, week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, we have a Deeper Dive with Pastor Kelly and Pastor James where they break apart today's message and uh, diving into the message a little bit deeper um, behind all that goes on and takes place in the, the preparation for that service. We're excited about everything you're doing. Um, that's going on. We're excited that you decided to join us. If you want to be more connected, be sure to check out our small groups. And if you want information about our small groups, just email us at groups at We hope you have a great week and we're looking forward to see you back next week. God bless.